morning, NCC. How are you guys doing this morning? Good? It's good to see each of you here, and we are so excited to be worshiping with you. Once again, if it's your first time, maybe you're new to NCC, if I haven't had a chance to personally meet you yet, my name is Aaron, and I'm the lead pastor here at New Community Church, and we are so glad that you're with us. I mentioned this last week, but my wife and I just recently bought a house, um, and it was built in the early 80s, so we've been doing some remodel. I feel like that's been our life the past three to four weeks is remodeling, and one of the things that we were doing was taking down paneling. Do you guys remember that old wood paneling in houses? Some of you guys may still have that. We were trying to update that a little bit, and um, the carpets, they needed to be replaced in some of the areas, and so it has been a chore, like almost every day after we get off work, going and trying to figure out the flooring and all that we're going to do in there. And as we took up like the old carpet and the padding and all of the nail strips and everything that was holding it down, and we started to look at what can we put on top of this, like what's the new flooring going to be, all of that was determined really by the foundation, okay? I don't know if you've ever seen the foundation or the slab, but what we could put on top of it really was determined of what was underneath there. And as I was thinking about that, I thought so much of our life is like that. You know, how our life goes, what we're building, what we're placing in our life has to do a lot with the foundation. And I want you to stop and think about that. The parts of your life that people don't really see, that's not on the exterior, that's on the inside. What is the foundation that you're building your life on? What does that foundation look like? How solid is it? Um, How great of a foundation is it? I want to talk to us about this this morning, the parts of our life that maybe people don't see, but should be core to who we are. And we are kicking off this brand new series called The Church. We're going to spend the next four weeks talking about the church and what should be the passion of the church, what should be our heart, what is it that drives us as the church. Here at NCC, we have some church declarations. You may have seen them as you walked in this morning. They're on the wall right there in the lobby. They're also on the screen in the video that we just saw. This is who we are as a church. And one of those is this, it's that scripture shapes our lives. And when we're talking about the church, I want to be clear again, we're not talking about a building, okay? So we're not going to sit here for the next four weeks and talk about this building structure. We're not even talking about a day of the week or a time of the week. When we talk about the church, we're talking about people. So just take a moment. If you're here with us in this room, um, look around. We have a great group of people in this room. You guys really look good this morning, okay? Give yourself a hand. And God has put a lot of diversity. It's amazing um, who God has brought here to NCC and what that looks like. This is what we're talking about. Was we're talking about each other as the church because it's people that make up the church. And so I want us to look at for the next few weeks, what does this look like? What does it look like as we're together corporately? But also, what does it look like for you as an individual? What is it that should be in your life as the church on a Tuesday afternoon? And on a Friday evening and on a Saturday morning, like, what does it look like to be the church? What are the things that we should be passionate about and driven by? You know, this week I was getting my hair cut on Friday, and there's a young lady that I've been going to named Layla, and we were talking about a new year and some habits, and she was sharing with me, hey, Aaron, this past year I read through the entire Bible, and it took me a year. And I could tell, like, she seemed a little hesitant to share that with me, and I was like, Why is that? She's like, I feel like it took me too long to read through the Bible. Like, I should have read it a lot quicker. And I said, Layla, do not be upset. I was like, that's actually really amazing to be able to read through the entire Bible 
in a year, and that is because a lot of the statistics and things that we study, it tells us this, that the average person sitting in the American church, about only 30% of Christians will ever read through the entire Bible in their life. I mean, that's pretty crazy when you think about it. And so I was like, Layla, don't be upset at all. Like, you're way above, you know, kind of the national average, the national curve. You know, for the most part, that same statistic from the Ponce Foundation said this, that about 82% of Christians only open up the Bible and engage with the Scripture on a Sunday morning like this. And so the vast majority of us, we're not really a Scripture-based church. And Scripture doesn't really shape our life. We talk about it maybe once a week, but it's not shaping us. And it really should. Like, this should be the foundation of our life. This should be what we go off of. And it's important that we are continually engaging with Scripture. That's why we talk about this a lot here. It's not just some part of some spiritual checklist. It really is a catalyst for your growth. It's a big part of you knowing God better and knowing what it means to be in a relationship with God. That comes from opening up God's Word and understanding the Scripture. And so this is so vitally important. We live in a culture that doesn't really value the Word of God. 24% of Americans, only 24% of Americans, say they actually believe that God's Word can tell us how we should live. That the Bible is the Word of God, that it's active and that it's alive, and it's important to our spiritual faith. Now, the dangerous thing is with only 24% of Americans saying that, there are 60% plus Christians in America. That means that the vast majority, almost two-thirds of Christians, are saying, I don't see the importance of this. Now, I hope none of those numbers apply to us here at NCC because we are a scripture-based church. And you are going to hear us say that a lot. You've heard us if you've been here the past few years or... Even the past few months, we talk about the importance of the Bible. We are a scripture-based church. And once again, that's not just when we're gathered together here on a Sunday morning. It is every moment of every day, you know, throughout the week, throughout the months of the year, like scripture should be influencing our lives. We value that here. If someone asks you what kind of church is NCC, we are a church that is passionate about God's word. Because God's word is that catalyst in our relationship with God. Like it's not just a spiritual to-do list, as I said, that we have to do. Like we really value the word of God. And so I want you to know this. As a church, it is important that what we do is based on the word of God. We see this in the scriptures. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to some of these or you can write them down. Or if you have the NCC app, you can um, take these in the sermon notes. But I promise you, we're going to give you quite a few scriptures this morning because We're talking about the Bible and the importance of the Bible. But in Acts chapter 2, verse 42, we see the early church. And look look at what it says. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and to fellowship and sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. One of the foundational things for the early church was the teachings of the Scripture. It was the apostles' teaching. Now, they didn't have the Bible like you and I have it or on our smart device But they were taking the words of Jesus, the stories of Jesus, the teachings of Jesus, and they were talking about them. It was influencing them. It was shaping them. This is what was core to who the church was. A lot of what they were doing was based off of what Jesus had told them to do. And that is important for us as a church. Everything that we do, we want to make sure that it's coming from Scripture and not just 
we've always done it like this. Okay? So there are some church traditions. Some of you guys may have been part of those. And they teach, hey, in order to be baptized, you have to be an ordained minister to baptize someone. That's never found in the Bible. So here at NCC, we encourage parents to baptize their kids. We've had disciple makers baptize people they are discipling. We've had youth leaders and kids leaders disciple kids and students that they've helped lead to Christ. Because the Bible says, hey, we can be baptized. We can baptize people. Like, it doesn't say you have to have some Bible degree or any of that. There are church traditions, and this isn't to knock any other church, that teach you can't take communion. So you can't take that ordinance of remembering the Lord's death and resurrection unless you've gone through some class. That's nowhere in the Bible, you guys. Not found anywhere in the scriptures. And so the Bible just tells us when we come to that moment of remembering his death and resurrection, we examine our hearts and make sure there's no sin we're holding on to. And if there is, we repent of that, and then we can remember the Lord's Supper. Like, we can remember that. And we need to make sure that what we're teaching and what we're doing as a church is based on Scripture and not the traditions of men. Or not, we just kind of got in a habit of doing this. Like, I feel that responsibility every time we step up here. We challenge our worship leaders and those that are leading us into worship. A lot of the songs that we sing are right from the Bible. They're verses, they're chapters, they're principles that God is teaching through Scripture. Because all that we do, we want to be a Scripture-based church. We see this again in the book of Acts. In Acts chapter 17, verse 11, there was a community of believers, an early part of the church. And it says this, in the city of Berea... Now the Berean Jews were more noble, of more noble character than those in Thessalonica, for they received the message with great eagerness, and they examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. So after their Sunday morning service in a gathering like this, they would go home and they would write down those Bible verses, and then they would open up the scripture and they would start to read, because they wanted to know, hey, was what that guy said actually true? Is that in the Bible? This is why it is so important that it's more than 82% of Christians, that it's not just once a week that we're opening up the Bible, but all throughout the week we are saying, God, we want to know what your word says about our life, about what it means to be part of the church. Like this is so vitally important. We see this all throughout the scripture. We see this in the Old Testament where God is challenging his people about his word. And there's this moment where the people of God are coming out of captivity. They have been in a culture that was against God. And did not encourage their relationship with God. And God challenges them to come back to his word. In Hezekiah chapter 2 verse 17 it says this. God tells his people this. You must read my word as you gather together in the synagogue. And memorize the commands I gave Moses on the mountain. When I brought my people out of Egypt. Now if you remember this story. God gave Moses the ten commandments. And don't raise your hand. But how many of you if you were asked pointedly. Could quote all ten of the commandments. Okay. Yep, I know it's a little awkward in here, but uh, probably a lot of us don't have them memorized. And God's word is talking about that, of like what that looks like in our life. And like, that's so important. Now, let me stop here. Some of you guys caught that. The last minute and a half have been a lie. That's not in the Bible. There is no book of Hezekiah and there was no prophet named Hezekiah. Okay. And hopefully when I said that, something in your mind thought, that doesn't sound right. And that's a good thing, okay, church? Because that's not right. Okay? That's not actually in the Bible. Now, all of that sounds good, right? Like, yeah, we should memorize God's word. 
but he never actually told them specifically memorize the Ten Commandments. God does encourage us to have his word in our hearts, but that's not actually a scripture in the Bible. And you should know God's word enough to know that. And let me tell you this, with all of our technology, we can hear a lot of good things. And I don't care how many followers they have on YouTube or how many subscribers they have to their podcast or how big of a church or a ministry they have. You should not take a pastor just at face value when they are preaching the word of God. You need to open up the scriptures for yourself. And I want to tell you, I as your pastor love you and I always want to teach and preach the word of God. But I expect you to fact check what I am telling you. Okay? I'm telling you that, church, you need to open up the Bible and say, is what Pastor Aaron is telling us, is this actually real? Is this what God is saying? It is important. Why? Because we are a scripture-based church. Okay? We are people that open up the word of God and we value the word of God. It is the foundation of our life. And just because you're building on something that's good doesn't mean it's the right foundation. Just because you're building on something good, hey, that sounds good. I got this book, and and man, it sounded really compelling. It sounded true. It does not mean it is the right foundation for your life. And Jesus tells his disciples this in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Now, let me give you this disclaimer. Everything else will be from the scriptures, okay? Let me just give that to you. Don't panic. Don't be like, I don't know if I should write this one down. It's going to be from the scriptures. Matthew 7, 24, this is what he tells his disciples. Everyone then who hears these words of mine, everyone who hears my words will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and it beat on the house and the house did not fall because it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them, they're like a foolish person who built their house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came down and the winds blew and it beat against the house And it fell, and great was the fall of that house. This is what Jesus is saying. If we do not have his word as the foundation of our life, you're going to face trials. You're going to face difficulties. You're going to face hard situations. And your life is going to fall apart. It's going to happen. But if you will allow God's word to be the foundation of your life, and you will build other things on top of that, It is going to stand even the most difficult tests and trials that you have because his word is meant to be the foundation of our life. It's not just self-help books, you guys. It's not the podcast of how to be the best you in 2023, okay? It's not even the good morning talk shows, right, that tell you here are how you form the best 10 habits of successful people. Like, all of that's great, nothing wrong with any of that, but that cannot be the foundation of your life. It can't be. It has to be God's word that is the foundation. And those other things are great to build upon that, but they will not stand the test of time like God's word will. This is why we say we are a scripture-based church. This is the core. This is the passion of who we are, of what God has called us to build our life on. It is his word. And so I want you to know this. To be a scripture-based church means this. We are led by Scripture and not popular opinion. We are led by Scripture. This is starting to look at your life as an individual, okay? So think about this, students. You go into that classroom on Monday morning, and I know you don't want to think about school right now, right? 
Your life should be formed by Scripture and not popular opinion. Adults, when you're going into the workplace, how about this? When we're turning on the TV or when we're turning on the music that we listen to, it is Scripture that shapes our life and not popular opinion. Because you guys, we don't have to look that far to see how messed up popular opinion can get, right? About how many detours and drastic decisions that people make just because it's what the majority says and how messed up that thinking is. It should be God's word, scripture that shapes our lives. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, this writer named Paul who wrote a lot of the New Testament, he tells this young leader this. This is what he says to Timothy. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. This is what he is telling him. He's saying, Timothy, when you open up the Bible, the Bible has the right to teach you, to instruct your life. I know we don't like this. It has the ability to correct you. Parents, do not talk to your kids that way. Wives, don't talk to your husbands that way. Husbands, don't treat your wives like that. It has the ability to correct you. Even though everyone else in your workplace does that, that's not how you do it because you are a follower of Jesus. It has the ability to correct you. That is the power of God's word, and it trains you in righteousness. When I open up the scripture, it reminds me, God, here's how I live in a right relationship with you, and here's how I live in a right relationship with others. His word is instructing us in that. Not popular opinion. Not what the TV show says is okay as it deals with morality or sexuality or any of those things or the way we conduct ourselves. It is the word of God that determines how I live my life. So it is scripture, not public, public opinion that is telling us that. And we need to make sure that we don't look at the word of God through the lens of the world but that we look at the world through the lens of the Word of God. Let me say that again. We don't look at the Word of God through the lens of the world. Well, I don't know if I can believe this in the Bible because I saw something on TikTok. Or I watched a YouTube video and this guy said this. No, that's not how we live our lives, okay? It is through the Word of God that we view the entire world. And so when I see what's going on, this talks about this. There is brokenness and sin in our life as people. And we are desperately in need of a Savior. So I begin to look at the world around me through the lens of Scripture. And through what Scripture says. Now let me be very clear about this. When we talk about being a Scripture-based church, when we talk about Scripture shaping our lives, it doesn't mean we can't have questions, you guys. So I want you to hear that. We can question the Bible. That may sound a little scary to you, okay? But this is what I believe. This is God's word. It can stand up to your questions. This is God's word. It can stand up to your doubts. I've been studying this thing for almost 40 some years now. There's still parts of this where I'm like, I don't know if I fully understand this, God. This is difficult. But I trust that his word is good. I trust that his character is good. And so he's big enough for me to ask those questions. So I don't want you leaving thinking, well, we can never ask any questions like, I don't know what that means. No, that's not what we're talking about with being a scripture-based church. What we're saying is we can ask those questions. We can even say, God, there's parts of this we don't understand. 
but we're going to continue to study this. We're going to continue to allow our lives to be led by this and allow God to direct us through his word and through the scriptures. It is scripture that shapes our life and not just public opinion. So let me tell you this, students, it is God's word that directs the conversations that you have with your friends. And that means when they're all laughing about things, there are some times where you don't laugh with them. Or when they're saying something bad about that teacher, you don't join in. Adults, that means when everyone in your workplace is bad-mouthing the boss, those are not the words that come out of your mouth. Because the scripture tells us to live differently. We need to be reminded of that. This is the point where it starts to correct us where we feel so comfortable on Facebook or social media to post because our political party didn't make it into the office, the Bible says, "Uh uh-uh. You speak of your leaders with honor and respect, and you pray for them, whether you voted them in or whether you didn't vote them in. That's how you react because you're a follower of Jesus. doesn't mean you agree with everything they're doing, but it means I treat them with honor and respect. Do you guys see this? We are different because this is what shapes our lives. Not what everyone else around me is doing. And everyone else is ranting about it, so I guess I can't. Nope, I'm a follower of Jesus, so I live differently. Because this shapes my life. This is the foundation. This has the right to correct me and instruct me and teach me about how I should live. That's what we believe about the Word of God. You guys, I know this isn't popular. I know this is difficult for us at times, but this is what we believe because we are a scripture-based church that it's God's word that is shaping my life and what it is that I'm doing. That's why the psalmist said this in Psalms 119, verse 105. He said, Lord, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. God, it's your word that's showing me how to walk and the direction that I need to be going in. If he was here this morning, he may say it something like this. We are a scripture-based church, and scripture shapes our lives. Scripture is telling us how we're supposed to live in the direction that God is leading us in. To be a scripture-based church means this, that God's word is life to us. That God's word, it invades every part of your life. When you think no one's watching and you're viewing that on the screen... God's word should be directing you to say, hey, either keep watching or you need to shut that off. What you're listening to, hey, you need to stop listening to that or no, that's encouraging, you can keep listening to that. It is God's word that is directing our life. God's word is life to us. There's a TV show, um, Apple produced it, it got quite a few awards. It was called Ted Lasso. It's kind of a comedy. It's about a college football coach here in America Um, who coaches um, college football, American football, and he gets um, recruited and hired by an England club to coach soccer or football over there, European football, and he doesn't really know anything about the sport. So it's kind of funny. And they're losing quite a few games, and halfway through, um, there's this player that's been injured who comes back to the team. He's gotten off of um, injury reserves, and he starts to play for the team. His name is Danny Rojas, and Danny Rojas has one line that he says over and over again. And it's this right here, football is life, okay? This is a picture of Danny Rojas, if you've seen that. And it's kind of comedic because 
he runs out on the football. The first thing that they hear him say is he starts screaming this out. Football is live. Football is live. Football is live. And when he scores the goal, he, that's his chant. Football is live. He's in the locker room after the game. Football is live. He's doing, you know, physical training and stretching out. Football is life. He's running sprints. Football is life. It kind of becomes a comedic thing. None of the other players really like it. But this guy is passionate about football. And when I thought about that, I thought, you guys, that should be us about God's word. It should kind of even be funny how much we love God's word and how much it shapes us. So when you wake up in the morning, God's word is life. And when you're driving to work, God's word is life. And students, when you walk into the cafeteria, God's word is life. And when you're at basketball practice, God's word is life. And when you're doing whatever it is that you're doing, eating dinner with your family, God's word is life. That's how it should be for us, that God's word is life to us. Jesus says in John chapter 8, verse 34, look at this. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Now, that's not a word we use a lot, abide. Like that can kind of sound strange. But basically what he was saying is, if you make your home there, if that's where you dwell, that's where you hang out, that's where you spend a lot of your time is in my word, you are truly my disciples. And you guys, that's how we should be living our lives. God's word should be comfortable to us. It should feel like home. We should spend so much time in his word that this is what feels normal. And so many times what we watch in the movies, that's what should feel uncomfortable. Or so many times what other people are saying, that's what should feel abnormal. Like, yeah, that, that's not the reality, the way the world should work. This is what should feel comfortable to us. If you abide in my word then you're my disciple. If you dwell here, and this is where you're at, then you're my disciple. That's what Jesus is saying. This is where I want you to make yourself at home. And we want to be a scripture-based church. We want to be a church that's reading God's word and engaging with God's word. It's hard, but we want to allow God's word to tell us, hey, Lord, is that the way I should think about that? those the words that should come out of my mouth are those the actions that I should have is that what I should be doing or God are you directing me to something else how are you calling me to live because we want to be a church who our entire life not just when we're gathered together on a Sunday morning but our entire life you guys is based and it's founded in God's word scripture is the catalyst for our growth in our relationship with God and I want to encourage you with this. You may be here this morning and maybe this message feels a little different to you. And you're like, yeah, that's not how I think about the Bible. And maybe that's not how you think about God. Maybe someone invited you and you're joining us online for the first time this morning. And church isn't a normal thing to you. And talking to God isn't a normal thing. The power of this book and what scripture teaches us is that there is a God who wants a relationship with us. That's what this comes down to. And what the Bible reminds us of, and, and we know as we look around the world, is we've messed up that relationship. We've broken 
our relationship with God through disobedience. By the moments we've told God, I'm going to do it my own way. And I don't need your help and I don't want you to be a part of my life. I'm going to try to figure this out on my own. And those moments lead to pain. And they lead to emotional trauma and they lead to difficulty. And the Bible says ultimately they lead to a spiritual death. And the scripture teaches us that God was not going to leave us like that. And he said, I want to be with you. And so he sent himself. Jesus came and lived here on this earth. And he walked among us to let us know about God's love. And to show us what it looked like to live in a relationship with God. And to be restored back to God. That's what the Bible is talking about. Is how do we live in a relationship with the God that loves us. And that believes in us. And has a purpose. And has dreams for your life and for my life. How do we walk in a relationship with him? And so the scripture teaches us that's why Jesus went to the cross. God gave his life for us, not because he messed up, but because we did. Because I sinned, Jesus went to the cross so that my sins could be forgiven and I could be brought back into a relationship with God. And if you're here this morning, and even if you've never opened the Bible, that is the story of the scriptures. That's the story of Jesus. He wants to get to know you. And he wants you to know him. And he wants a relationship with you. It's not some God up in heaven waiting for you to mess up so he can send you to hell. This is a God who did whatever, he said, I'll do whatever it takes so that you can know me, so that you can be brought back into a relationship with me. And I want to pray for you. If you take a moment and bow your head and close your eyes. If you're here in this room and you're saying, Aaron, that's me, I'm disconnected from God. I don't know that part of the story of Scripture, and I've never asked God to be a part of my life. I've been trying to do this on my own, and you're right. I see ways that I've messed this up. This morning, I'm going to lead us in a prayer, and it's just a simple prayer. It's nothing special or magical about it. It's just saying, God, I know that I've messed up, and I want you in my life. I want a relationship with you. And so... If you're here and that's you, I want you to pray this prayer with me, but I don't want only you to say it. I want to invite everyone in this room to say this out loud with us. And if you're joining us online, would you say this out loud, even if you're by yourself? Because we don't want anyone praying this alone. Let's all pray this together. Jesus, I come to you. And I know I've messed up. I've sinned and done things my own way. And I need your help. So forgive me, Lord. I invite you into my life. I want a relationship with you. Be the Savior of my life. Be the Lord of my life. Give me a brand new start. I pray in your name. Amen. Now, can you put your hands together, church, and celebrate? Because the Bible says this, that all of heaven is celebrating and throwing a party and rejoicing when even one person that was disconnected from God says, hey, I want a relationship with God. And if that's you, we're excited and we're celebrating with you. And I believe this, that the prayer that you just prayed, it does make a difference in our lives. That God is doing something on the inside of you. And the person that you were when you walked into this place or when you started joining us online this morning that you are a different person because of that prayer that God wants to do something on the inside of you and if that's you if you're saying hey I I maybe have had a relationship in the past but I've not been living like I need to but I want to I want to start to follow Jesus 
there's a simple first step that you can take, and it's go to newcommunity.co slash connect track. So go to newcommunity.co slash connect track, and you can sign up there. This is a simple class that we have a few times a month where we talk about what does it mean to have a relationship with Jesus. And when we talk about God forgiving us of our sins, like what does that even look like? How does that happen? And so we want to help you. We don't want you to try to figure this out on your own, but we want to walk with you and encourage you as you begin a relationship with Jesus. So a really easy first step, just go on there. Let us know you prayed that prayer. Sign up for Connect Track. We want to help you as you begin to walk with Jesus. There's one more way that I want us to respond this morning, and it's this. It's through some simple action steps. So how do we do this? What does it look like maybe this week to be a scripture-based church? And here's some things that you can do. You can write these down, or once again, these are already in the NCC app um, with the sermon notes if you need to go back this week. But let me encourage you, take some time and to meditate on God's word more. So I read that Psalms 119, 105, your word, Lord, is a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. Maybe just reflecting on some of these questions, God, how do I view your word? How have I viewed your word up until now? Does my view of your word need to change, Lord? And so just starting to right there, like, how do I see the Bible? Am I allowing you to train me and correct me and instruct me, God? Or is this just something for a Sunday morning? Just take some time, meditate on God's word. Um, Add more of God's word in your life. I want to be clear, the purpose of this morning isn't to make you feel bad, like, well, I didn't read through the Bible last year, I guess I'm not a good person. That's not this morning at all. But maybe last year you only read a few chapters, so read more this year, okay? Open up God's word a little bit more, engage with it a little bit more. There may be verses you can memorize, like maybe you need peace, so just simply Google what are Bible verses about peace and start to memorize those, or you need more faith. Or you're dealing with worry, and so you need God to relieve some of that stress and that anxiety. Um, It could be about prayer, and there's some amazing prayers in the Bible. And so just reading on those, reflecting those, maybe memorizing some of those to help you once again connecting with Jesus, growing in your relationship with God. This is what Scripture does. So I don't want you to walk out this morning feeling guilty, like, I don't read the Bible enough, I guess I'm not a good person. That's not this morning. The challenge is, hey, let's all engage with God's Word more. Let's all ask those questions. Lord, is there different ways you're wanting to challenge me and grow me? Because, Lord, I want to know you more. So let me um, lead us in one more final prayer. And this is just a prayer to say, God, help me to love your word more. Help it to be life to me, every part of my life. And this time, I don't want you to repeat after me, but would you just, in your own words, could be as simple as that. God, help me to know your word more. Help me to read your word more. Let's pray together. God, thank you because... You're not a God up in heaven that's quiet or silent or that you're avoiding us, Lord. You've spoken to us. And one of those ways is through your word. And so help it to invade every part of our life all throughout the week, God. Help us, encourage us, Lord. Draw us closer in a relationship with you where we reflect you more. I'm praying let us be that kind of church that is a scripture-based church, God. Help us in every part of our life, God, to honor you, to remember your word. Let it lead us and guide us. Let scripture shape our lives. Lord, let there be a deep love for your word in our life, in all that we do. We pray this in your name. Amen.